All right, so these circumstances are pretty unusual, but as you know, the partnership with Nintendo for the Philips CDI attachment has fallen apart. Uh, We are going to make it still on our own, and as part of the settlement, Nintendo has given us the rights to the Zelda IP. So we can make our own Legend of Zelda games. They can be whatever we want them to be. So let's just blue sky this thing. This is, you know, this is a huge opportunity for us, obviously. This is, uh, you know, what we call in in video games, the big show. This is the big time here. We're making, we're using Nintendo IP, so we can't, we cannot mess this up. All right. So before I begin, I would like to say that um, uh, as part of my pitching contract and my, in my employment clause that Uh I negotiated this morning, you have to take all of my ideas. It's right here. And I'm, I'm looking at the contract. It's, it's written there. Yeah. I'll need to get my reading glasses to review this, but I'll just, I'll just take this on blind faith for now. Thank you. Uh, hi, my name is Doug yet. I was hired by Phillips this morning. Mm. I expect to be packing my things by 1 PM. Okay. Uh, I've got to say, not a great so, uh, start. Doesn't fill me so what do we here. think of when we think of Zelda? I'll tell you some things I think about. Uh, well, I thought that the, the steps taken in the second game in the franchise were pretty exciting. I like a side-scrolling adventure for Zelda. Would you guys say yes? You know what? It's a very popular genre. People love a side-scroller, and I, I feel like that's completely on the table. Why yeah, not? Yeah, I know it, it, people didn't love it, but I don't think... That's enough of a reason to not do it. I think. I think the Zelda. I think the uh, Zelda characters could work in a side-scrolling. We adventure. can build upon this template yes, that's been established. Absolutely. Okay. Great. So instead of you know how Mario jumps with a button. Yes. That's confusing to me because why is he jumping with a button when the movement is all on on the little stick, right? So I want to make it so that in order to jump with Zelda Links, whatever the fuck his name is, that you got press up. On the controller, because that's my—that's the body. The stick is the body, which is why it looked like a little sure. body. Sure. I mean, I played some games like that, like Kung Fu on the NES uses up for jump. So you know, it's a, that that's been established. It's a little clunky, but it's a possibility. And look, I know that you said that you were expecting to pack your bags so far. Two for two with like pretty interesting ideas. Thank you very much. Now, I want to demonstrate something here physically. Mm -hmm. Now, whenever I want to get into my purse, I gotta squat. I gotta squat down low. Yeah, are you okay? I got, I got to squat. I got to squat down low so I get because I can't, I can't rummage when I'm when I'm standing at my full height. So I need to drop my bag onto the ground and and just like kind of squat over it like I'm using a Chinese toilet. And then I'm gonna your dig, face is I'm, beat red. I'm gonna dig. I'm gonna dig in my bag. Uh-huh. So I just I want to make sure that when Link digs in his purse, he's got to squat down. He's got to squat down low. Let's just let's let we can at least prototype it. The idea of squatting to access your inventory. Uh, the other thing I know about Legend of Zelda is nobody's talking. So I've I've submitted myself doing all the voices on a script, and since I've negotiated my contract such a way, I would like all of these to be implemented into the uh, game as is. Okay, so you have some audio of you doing the. That's what you're saying. You you recorded on a tape some audio of you doing these lines. Tape. Yeah, like a tape deck, like the current technology, a tape deck. <laughs> okay, it's only the most current technology. All right, sure. Everyone's got a tape deck yeah. right now. I brought in a wax cylinder. <laughs> wow, how did you even press that? What do you press? <laughs> I brought in a wax cylinder. Here's I took. So what I did last night is I poured a bunch of candles in my throat. Jesus Christ. 
a bunch of candles. <laughs> you know, I lit them first, and I'm. <laughs> you let the uh, wax collect. I yeah. let the wax collect, and then I, I sort of like dry gagged until the whole shape came out, and then I, I surrounded that with the whole a whole shape, a, the latex, <laughs> like a, a hot latex, so I could make a, a whistle. So then I, I. I, 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 so I massaged it so that I don't have to be in the room in order for you to hear my voice is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, can I can just ask like kind of a general question? Okay. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> look, I'm willing to look past some of Dougett's quirks here. Yeah. Because the ideas that were presented here are pretty decent. I just have one stipulation. Yeah. Yeah. You have to animate the whole game by hand. You're not going to believe it, but I'm one step ahead of you. This is my first job I'm not going to get fired from. This is great. I hope the Phillips is a huge success. Great. Yeah. And and just get cranking because this game comes out on Friday. So <laughs> We have lemonade and try to cram it back into being lemons as we discuss the atrocious use of IP that is the Phillips CDI Zelda games. This week as a pod to the cast continues on Get Played. Welcome to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to Get Played. I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with my fellow host, Nick Weiger. That's me, Nick Weiger, and I'm here with our third host, Matt Apodaca. Hey, listen, everyone. Hey, listen. Oh, that's a little Mickey Mouse. Ha, ha, hey, listen. It's a little, yeah, it's not right. What is, what is this, Kingdom Hearts? What are you doing? <laughs> this is the best thing it's ever had. <laughs> uh, we are in the midst of uh, the Legend of Zelda pod to the cast. And if you're listening to this, Tears of the Kingdom has been out since Friday. Uh, you may want to hear our thoughts. Unfortunately, we don't have them for you today because we're recording this on the Thursday. So uh, we'll have our thoughts on Tears of the Kingdom next week. And we will also have a full episode about Tears of the Kingdom after we've played it at uh, at some length on Monday, May 29th, because it is this month's We Play, You Play. Also, if you're a responsible gamer, you're probably not listening to this episode until June or like mid-July because mm. you've been doing nothing but playing Tears of the Kingdom for the last month and a half. And so we want to welcome you back to the podcast. Welcome I hope back. you had a good time playing Zelda. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to use that as a line in the office. Like, why did uh, the played numbers dip? Well, yeah, I think it's because the new Zelda game came out. Nobody's listening to the podcast <laughs> anymore. I think that's what happened. Is uh, I, I've heard a lot of pe- I've heard a lot of people. I don't do this, but there are a lot of people who just like have a podcast on in the background, turn off game audio, and they're just and that that's while they're playing something. I know that I can't do that. I know that for say. My favorite game, Fortnite, that's part of the uh, visual sound effects uh, option is mm. that if you need to play with low audio or if you're um, like if you if you have a, a an audio disadvantage, I don't know what the proper language is anymore. Is that a, is that if, if you're, you're if, what <laughs> I think hard of hearing is fair. hard of hearing. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay, great, great. 
um, but uh, that that they have incorporated this. But I, I know that a lot of people use the visual sound effects in order to play with podcasts going. Because like people on our Discord will say, "Yeah, I was I was listening to the show while playing Fortnite the other day," and I'm like, "I can't listen to anything except my own heartbeat." Yeah, when playing that game. Uh, truly, I, I I just like I guess there are probably some games I could see myself doing that with if it's if it's more of like a a mood thing or maybe like just like a like a builder you know or just something where I'm just kind of like like where there's not but once I have some sort of task mm. I feel like I need the sound design I need the the music to drive me towards it like a, like any sort of quest and he's a, a, I don't know that's I, just me though people do that I won't be playing Zelda without the music because the, as we you know talked over the last week the music of Zelda is some of the best music in gaming. And now they have saxophone, so it's even better. They what? Is they that have true? saxophone. They have saxophone. You haven't. You you famously did not watch the the last trailer. I've seen one commercial now. Okay, which is the sad one. We're go, we're gonna we're gonna talk okay. about yeah, that. We have to. <laughs> um, but first, let me introduce our guest, a writer who's written on some shows but is now on strike. Eva Anderson, back on the pod. Hi, Eva. Hey, guys. I'm so happy to be back. Thank you for having me back. Great to have you. It's uh, good to have you. It's yeah. so great. This almost didn't happen. Why? And then the strike happened. Oh. And then it did. <laughs> I, was, I was in production. I was on set. I, like, I want to do this so bad, but yeah. there's no way. And then, you know. Yeah, we're all in the studio together on a day when most of us probably couldn't, mm-hmm. thanks to, right. the, to the strike. Yes. Th- thanks Which to is our ongoing. overlords. Yeah. Zaslaw. For either. fucking up so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're all here. I, Eva, I'm curious because we're, we're talking about Zelda all month long. This is the Legend of Zelda pod to the cast. Are you a Zelda fan? In theory. What? I've never finished a Zelda game. Oh. Except for maybe the original. They, I love Zelda. I love like the worlds of Zelda. Yeah. But I'm bad at Zelda. So I always get to a point. Like, for instance, I've played a ton of Breath of the Wild. But I am, I'm stuck at all three noble beasts right now. Mm. And I haven't been able to beat any of them. Mm. Therefore, I'm just like stuck. Um, I'll play the new one. I think they're cool and beautiful. And I love the... The music and the the guys. I love the, all the guys. Mm-hmm. I love making little Big snacks. Fan of the guys. <laughs> I love making snacks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sitting like seeing him sit by the fire while you make like a disgusting little meal. <laughs> but um. But yeah, Zelda's like I like. I also like games to be a little on rails. I guess mm, I've realized about myself. Like I'll play a Death Stranding or a Last of Us, like something with a really strong narrative. But Zelda has almost too many choices for me of what I can do next, and mm. it stresses me out. Huh. But uh, in theory, I love it. That's interesting because I also like a more a little bit more of a linear game. I've come to realize, like you know, Sekiro, which I've talked about at length on this podcast, is not like an open world game. You can go lots of different places, but it's pretty linear in terms of its construction. It almost feels level based. It's certainly not like an Elden Ring. And yeah, the the Last of Us, which you mentioned, like I really like that those games, Resident Evil Four, which we just played. Yep, I like that it's just like, yeah, you, you just it's it's sequential. I don't know, like I, I I the the open world formula has kind of gotten a little bit of exhausting, but I make an exception for like an Elden Ring and a Breath of the Wild because they're just so well executed and the world building is so great. Totally. Yeah. The thing that's great about Breath of the Wild though, and probably Tears of the Kingdom too, is that. You can just kind of not do anything. Like, it is kind of just like a vibe right. game, too. You're just like, oh, I'm just going to go over here today. I'm just going to point, pick a direction and just go that way and just see what I see. And then have fun doing that and then maybe not advance 
the narrative at all or actually accomplish anything. But I saw some cool stuff. I saw some little guys. That's great. That's you enough for me. You can make it a, like a walking simulator if you don't care about winning at all. Exactly. Yeah. A hundred percent. Or like uh, advancing your like stamina meter or whatever and doing any of that stuff. Yeah. By the time this episode releases, we will know the answer to this question. But since I've seen this one commercial mm-hmm. and I understand that one of the core mechanics is building shit, I'm wondering if I can build a wall the size of the play area <laughs> and like lock half of the monsters away. <laughs> That's so fun. Like I, I, I'm really excited to see what unintended consequences the building feature has. Wait, are you talking about the ge- the commercial where the guy has the bad life? Yeah, we should. Yeah. Let's just play it now. This is, <laughs> I just okay. see that. Matt, well, I just there's not enough. There's it. not enough to. I mean, if you're listening to it, I don't know that you'll know what's happening. Someone so we'll have to narrative. describe it. Yeah, yeah, we can play it for our reference and then I can talk over Great. it. So this is an Australian ad. Uh, we've got a guy on a train. And uh, it's a, mad, a man on a, a commuter train or a bus. Size. Psi one. This kind of plaintive music is playing. He's looking out the window. Clouds. And he just has clinical depression. That's just what we're getting. Like, this guy is very much bummed out by his life. Uh, Psi gets two. home. He gets that yeah, size again. Wife comes over. Their marriage is falling apart. Taps his shoulder. Psi three. Yeah. That they, yeah that's, that's as much physical contact as this married couple engages in. A tap on the shoulder at the end of a day's work. And now he's playing the game, and he's playing it on his TV, and he is experiencing joy for the first time since childhood. It... Is it joy that we're seeing, or is this a man who's at the edge? <laughs> Disassociation. Like, he doesn't look happy. He looks right. also, there's like a tear in his eyes, and he's very quietly speaking to himself. Yes. Yeah, he's exp- he's he's building. He didn't even change out of his various like, work things. clothes. No, right, yeah. <laughs> Somebody on Twitter pointed out that he gets a glass of tap water <laughs> and sits down without doing anything else. My delicious dinner, my glass of water. So now he's back on the train. He's playing it in handheld mode. He's having some fun. He's engaged in some combat. But he is... He looks around nervously. Here's a, here's a smile. There's a half smile. And he is alone. Yes. And that is so important. Nobody gives him a nod like, hey, I'm playing too. And no. na- now he looks out the window. At what he looked at before, and now he's got he has a Nintendo little bit of a Switch. Smile. Play, connect, play, connect. That man connects with nobody. Exactly, <laughs> that's the opposite of what it happened in that. So apparently, I I read a little bit about this. This was from a this was a Kotaku uh, piece on the the backstory of this, and apparently that apparently this was based off of an actual. Um, story from some from a gamer in japan i'm trying to find it right now because i had it up earlier oh okay here we go i have have the text here uh it turns out that the ad has a touching real life inspiration as discovered by kotaku australia the team that made the commercial based it on a japanese amazon review for breath of the wild kotaku includes a rough google translation of the review in which the author bemoans the ceaseless grind of his salary man existence resenting the sight of mountains on his way to work he buys a switch on impulse and the freedom of breath of the wild reminds him of his youth spent playing super mario 64 and final fantasy 7 
When the Amazon reviewer sees the mountains again on his commute, he thinks, I can climb it instead of feeling angry, and he has moved to tears. <laughs> oh my God. I saw, like, the idea that he, I thought it would be his childhood oh climbing God. mountains. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Just his memories of playing Super Mario? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he liked playing video games as a kid, and now that's that he realizes that could be an escape Fuck. from his work life. That's like, dark. It's very grim. Every aspect of it is so dark. It's like the so ending great. of like old boy. He's just like, yeah. like has this realization. He's like, Fuck! Have you seen the Mad World edit? I did. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I think we should play the Mad World edit. Uh, That's so funny. Because there's something about the timing of the song, which feels Pink Floyd, Wizard of Oz to me, uh-huh. where the words synchronize to the commercial so perfectly that I want to believe their internal edit was to Mad World mm. and then was uh, reshaped with that like soft piano music. Uh, obviously, we can't. You'll just if you're at home, you'll just hear Mad World, so we can't play it for you. But I want to talk about it with with these folks here. This song was used in a in a Gears of War ad too, yeah, like right. famously. Getting like a there there from your spouse. Yeah. Sorry, your life sucks. Yeah. Him sitting down for going nowhere. The first footage you see of Tears of the Kingdom is on the word tears. Mm-hmm. He's has no expression, and they keep cutting to him. He drowns on drown. Drowns sorrows is pretty perfect. No like the first joke of the commercial is yeah. unfunny. I think they edited it too. It's so I love funny. it. I love this theory. Yeah, because it's fu- kind of funny, kind of sad that he makes this sad raft that falls apart. I love that the editor brought it to the ad agency. They're like, we're not using that. (laughs) (laughs) But I was done. Also, Mad World happens on your combat footage. Mm. Like, I think it was edited internally to Mad World. I I I think the... the, the craftsman who made this uh, ma- fan edit masterpiece may also have massaged the timing oh. a little bit. Yeah. But it's really good. Well, really well done. If that's the case, then fuck my theory. <laughs> <laughs> no, I buy it. I think it's good. I love it. Uh, anyway, it's going to make my life worth living. I'm very excited for this game. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to my life no longer being bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Eva, today we're going to be talking about the the Philips CDI Zelda games, but and and part of why we wanted to have you on is because we know that you owned a Philips CDI. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your can, can you can you recap for us your experience with the Philips CDI, how it came into your home, and uh, yeah, my dad just brought it home one day. I don't even remember why or how. Yeah, but we had like we had like a handful. We have like ten games, mm-hmm. and uh, 
we knew about it because they're the Phil Hartman commercials that would be on That's Comedy right. Central. He played all the characters talking about how great it was going to be. Um, and so we had Burn Cycle, which was the cyberpunk game, which is actually pretty good. It was like a full motion video game. Um, we had a game called Mystic Midway. We had an adult game called Voyeur, which my brother was not oh, yeah. allowed to play. We had the Alice in Wonderland <laughs> game, which was all like claymation models, which is actually it was for children, but it was actually pretty, in retrospect, kind of cool. And a couple other games, but one game that we did have that we never played, but we just watched the first cutscene of incessantly was Link's Awakening. I mean, Faces of Evil. Link, wow. the Faces of Evil. So uh, my brother and I knew about this these cutscenes, the ones we could get to, because the game is so impossible to play. So we only got to a few of the cutscenes ever. Um, but we it was like an in-joke with my brother and I about how awful this game was. Philip CDI is the perfect dad comes home with it and you don't know the backstory. <laughs> game. Like it's 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 very much like my father was my father was a Betamax guy. Mm-hmm. And so he brought home a Betamax and we were like, what is this? A VHS? And he's like, it's Betamax. It's going to be better. And like, of course, it was not better. And it feels like a dad seeing a demo of the Philips CDI in a in a in a store in like a Circuit City or whatever what Sears any of those old stores he'd be like, mm, I know what's next and it's the <laughs> Philips CDI. I want to say really quick that I pulled up a list of all the CDI games on Wikipedia. Can I just say a couple of them, please? Um, hold on. Uh, okay, they have really good names. Okay, um, <laughs> the Affair of the Spaceship Beagle. Uh, yeah. Um, Cluedo, the mysteries continue. Uh, Crime Patrol 2, drug drug wars. The dark fables of Aesop. <laughs> Do you remember the 60s? Oh, no. <laughs> Effacer, hangman from the 25th century. Uh, Family Games 2, Junk Food Jive. <laughs> Flashback, The Quest for Identity. Flashback was great. That Flashback's one's good? a great game. Okay, good. Okay. There's a couple that I'm sure are real good games, but they're just, they're just funny to s- just spin through. Um, there's a Monty Python game called, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Monty Python's Invasion from the Planet Skyron. Okay. More Dark wow. Fables from Aesop. <laughs> That's one where I'm like, how did I never get get access to that? Mutant yes. Revenge Body Slam. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of like little, there seems like there are like a lot of little kid games. Like, uh, yeah. A visit, like Sesame Street games, uh, Tim and Bear at the Hospital. That seems like a kid's game. <laughs> or it's something very weird. Um, and then yeah, there's all the games. Tim and Bear was like a thing. There was like a British TV show or something. In yeah, maybe from other, yeah, from like other was, countries. Yeah. Who shot Johnny Rock? All right. So anyway, um, and then there's like a handful of ones that were never released. Uh, and one of those was called um, uh, Urban Murder Files, Episode 2, New Jersey. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's important for our listeners, you know, a lot of whom may have been born after the CDI was even in existence to know a little bit of context and history here, which is that Nintendo originally... As a connoisseur of the of the stranger game consoles, yeah. this was always uh, something I, I, I like. I, I think I've got this lore down, but I'm if anybody knows any differently, then feel free to correct me. But uh, when Nintendo was exploring a CD attachment for the Super Nintendo, uh, they partnered with Sony, correct? And they made and there are demo prototype 
Sony PlayStation Super Famicoms in existence. And they, they are like one of the of the golden goose, holy grail type machines to own. Right. But Nintendo backs out of this partnership and they end up uh, creating their CD add on with Philips. Sony then goes on to make the PlayStation, which was going to be the name of the attachment, into the PlayStation. So in terms of like fuck ups, like creating the Joker if you're Batman, like <laughs> right. that's what Nintendo does when they say, yeah, Sony, this isn't for us. And Sony's like, I guess we'll just make the PlayStation, right? Because uh, it takes like a top five, top three, what if moment in gaming history. Yeah. If and, Nintendo and, and Sony had just merged. Yes, yeah. Because also, like as a Sony person, as a Sony fan, like the idea of Nintendo Sony Walkman, Nintendo Sony PlayStation Vita, like all of the things that could have happened if that partnership hadn't dissolved. But instead, Nintendo partners with Philips to make the uh, CD attachment. And when they dis- when they see how poorly the Sega CD is selling, they're like, this is a f- fucking mistake. Let's not <laughs> do this. And they back out of their deal with Philips. But... Philips is like, we've dedicated all of this time and resources to creating this add-on with you. We need to get something out of the deal. So Nintendo allowed them access to the characters of Link and Mario mm-hmm. even. They said six characters overall. Yeah, yeah. Not games, characters. Characters. And you can go <laughs> off and develop your own standalone uh, alone games for your Philips now. Because Philips did the same thing. They're like, well, I guess we'll just use this tech to make our own uh, video game console, and they made the CDI. Philips is a Dutch company. A little bit of trivia. I was the voice of Philips in Europe for a, for a short while. Oh, oh I love that. Um, but uh, but yeah, they, they make the CDI and they make these third-party Zelda and Mario games, some of which we've uh, covered here on the show before, Mario Hotel. Hotel or Mario. Hotel Fuck, Mario. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the CDI is also infamously hard to emulate. So we can't, you can't just like load up in what emu store. What are yeah, you, emu what, deck or, or there or, it is emu deck. Or, or, like any of that shit doesn't yeah. have the Philips CDI. And also because there's not like as as niche as the 32x was. Like I do you have the? Can somebody pull up the um, sales record for the CDI and compare it to even the 32X? Because I bet the 32X outsold the CDI. Yeah, a, a complete, a, definitely a complete flop. I was, and it was also super expensive was part of it. This was yeah. like a $700 console. <laughs> and how, I have one more g- uh, game title. Explora One, Peter Gabriel's Secret World. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you went back to that because when you mentioned the Monty Python one, I was like, how many Monty Python games are there? Would you be surprised to learn there are seven? <laughs> there were a bunch because I had I had at least one of them. But you said spaceship ti- spaceship Titanic, maybe? No, I, I had I, I had one for the PC that okay. was what the fuck was it? it? Was an early CD-ROM game? Starship Titanic. Yeah, that was a Terry Gilliam game. I uh, I also want before we dive into the actual Zelda CDI experience to shout out uh, one Philips CDI game soundtrack, which has become a little bit legendary in the Vaporwave community, uh, which is Philips CDI Tetris, has an extraordinary soundtrack. And I hope we can play just a little bit of it here on the show before we dabble in, uh, in anything else. Very uh, Phoenix Wright interrogating a witness right yeah. here. It's really, really smooth 
like Vaporwave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, I, I, one of my favorite playlists on YouTube for a while was something called like Corporate Dreams. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. sounds like Corporate Dreams. It also sounds like uh, like Joel Esterhaz erotica. <laughs> like erotic. <laughs> yeah. Can you play one other track from, from this? Yeah, of course. Billy Baldwin is taking a shower yeah. alone. Could also do... Um, this is awesome. Your seven-day forecast. <laughs> Partly cloudy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rain in the afternoon. Like the old weather channel. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. This is good. Yeah, really great stuff. Good stuff. Uh, real quick, the uh, the Monty Python game I had was Monty Python's Complete Waste of Time. <gasps> I played that. Yeah. That was a good game. Yeah, it was it was one of those things where it was like kind of like barely a game. It was like the early days of CD-ROMs when they just like, here's just a bunch of mini games that are tossed in. But I, I this this bit of context, uh, Mac user named Mac user magazine named Complete Waste of Time one of 1996's top 50 CD-ROMs. Top 50? <laughs> that list is too long. <sighs> and Carta number one. Yeah. <laughs> That's like such a good joke of a video game title. Roddy <laughs> Python's Complete Waste. Like, that's yeah. the only one of these that I'm reading that's like worth a damn as far as it being funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, look, we got to get in. We got to talk more Philips CDI. We got to uh, talk the Philips CDI Zelda game specifically. But we should first ask before we get into that. What are you playing? <laughs> Thanks, Link. <laughs> the, you know, short but sweet. Short but sweet. And I also I got to say I got to give us a little credit, yeah. a little gas. We booked Link during Zelda month. This is huge. That's pretty big. Time. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice that we got him. And he's busy right now. Oh. Got a new game to promote? <laughs> I know. Or, or has to save the world in his reality? I'm not exactly sure what's going on here. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, he's, no, no sweat. Dismissive of that. He does it all the time. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Link. Uh, well, uh, Eva, let's start with you. Uh, what have you been playing lately? Well... Since the last time I was on here on your podcast for Hotel Mario, yes, I got a Steam Deck. Wow! And oh, yeah. it changed my entire life. I got to play all these games that are like PC because I only have a Mac. Um, and I think my my gaming interest aligns very closely with yours, Nick. So I just kind of like go off whatever you say you're playing on the podcast. Yeah, whatever boring uh, book non-game. Yes. So <laughs> a lot I, of reading. Like literally, when I was minimal interactivity. Most of the last. With Zane Carney, I was like, there's a DLC for <laughs> Case of the Golden Idol? <laughs> like, I like, ran and, like, downloaded it. Um, I did that. I did um, uh, the Beyond is it Beyond the Sea. Um, uh, the the mist. I'm oh, sorry. Um, I'm blanking on it. It's like the puzzle game where you're, like, a woman looking for her husband in the I, ocean. Know, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's got yeah, a weird I'm, name. name I th- something me. called Beyond the Sea. Um, Into the Sea or something like that. But, um... Uh, I'm playing Citizen Sleeper right now. Hell yeah! And I love it. It's Ooh. I thought it would be much more of like a like a coffee talk kind of novel, but it's it's really interactive and the music is so cool and I just love it. It's a really it's also just like a, like one of those 
it really it like like I, I, I thematically it's just such a grim like end the the end stages of late capitalism mm-hmm. like the idea of like I'm actually going to sell my physical body to a corporation I'm going to put my soul inside of a machine so that I can because that's the only way I can sustain myself like and and then just like having to muddle through trying to you know scrape together a a, a living uh, within those constraints yeah I, I I really like it a lot I really like the writing a lot um i didn't get around to playing that one also has dlc which i never got around to playing and i'm not quite sure i didn't oh, cool. why i didn't do that but uh yeah and I, I just beat pentiment which was a little too much reading for me <laughs> <laughs> that that was one i bounced off of yeah. and I w- you told me you'd, you'd beaten pentiment i was impressed by that but i was like oh, i beat pentiment that's how i felt <laughs> <laughs> i'm free <laughs> yeah, no really i was like I can, uh, okay manage delete <laughs> you want to delete? Yes. <laughs> Smash. No, that was, that was a beautiful game, and I'm really glad it exists. Um, That's it. That's rad. Uh, Heather, what have you been playing? Well, uh, as always, I've been playing a little bit of Fortnite. Um, there's the ongoing Star Wars event where you can get uh, lightsabers from one of three different factions. You can get Darth Maul uh, to teach you some force powers. You can get Obi-Wan to teach you some force powers. Or you can get Anakin to teach you some force powers and you get a, a lightsaber from each of them. Changes up the gameplay in the game. As I said last week, very few things that are as hype as flying in on Attack of the t- Attack on Titan gear to wield a lightsaber against uh, fucking Iron Man. Um, it's great. <laughs> uh, I've also dabbled a little bit in... Um, in And also, by the time this comes out, we will have had another uh, Fortnite get played private event so if you're interested in doing those private events you can get on our discord and uh and join the Fortnite channel and uh we have these uh private server events where it's only get played people fighting against other get played people it's a really robust fun loving community uh and we had a good time this last saturday even though that's in the future from when we're recording i just know it's going to happen uh i've been playing um star wars jedi survivor uh I have not been hooked on it as much as Apodaca has, but I'm also enjoying the game. I just don't like, it's very hard for me to go through a place where it's like move a wall so that you can crawl on it. Mm -hmm. Like that's my least favorite kind of puzzle. I just want to kill dudes. Mm -hmm. And I know there's a lot of killing dudes. I also like exploring. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a, I love exploring and I love killing dudes, but move wall to jump on it is just, You've designed the level. Just put the wall there. <laughs> I don't, I don't, why do I have to redesign the level? That's bullshit. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> playing a little of that, playing a little Fortnite. Um, and I think that's all she wrote. Same old, same old with me. How about you, Apodaca? Okay, because I was going to say, I, I have something I'd oh, like to fuck. share about, oh, my God. about Jedi Survivor. Oh, One, no. I have all the stances. And when once you get, once you get the Kylo Ren, Cross, yeah. You'll never be the same again. Okay. I know it. Okay. I know it because okay. it's such a heavy swing, and you can just like it fucks people up so bad. It's great. It's really good. Um, but there's a character um in Star Wars Jedi Survivor that I'm gonna throw up on the screen because um, not a day goes by where I don't think of this character since meeting him. Uh, his name is Turgle. <laughs> What's up, Turgle? And if you think he has a funny voice, you're right. He does. He's such a little frog guy. He's a little freak. This game has a lot of good little freaks in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think think because 
of like of Baby Yoda or of Grogu and of of Babu Frick from the uh, from Rise of Skywalker. Sure, the people making Star Wars have realized we don't really give a shit about the broader stuff. We like little freaks. We love right. little guys. Yeah. And they gave us a really good one here. He's a fucking coward. He's a little wimp. <laughs> a little weaselly dork. And I love him. I love him so much. You meet him early on and then there's there's little things that, uh, there's other side missions that, um, that come into play where he factors in. You can find like data discs where he's like, no, don't stop. <laughs> like, he's just like <laughs> crying for his life all the time. He's really, really great. Um, I, I don't know. I'm 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 loving the game, and I'm just like, there is stuff like that where uh, I'll be like looking around, like God, where the fuck am I supposed to go? It says I'm supposed to go that way, but it doesn't make any sense, and I'm just like missing that there's a crack in the wall. I was like, oh, well, you know, yeah. What am I, I, I? If there was like a hole in the wall for me to walk through, I would have gone that way. But I gotta notice this crack. Yeah. Or like, oh, like ah, uh, I can't go that way. I can't make this jump. Oh, it's because to my right, I'm missing that I can climb on this wall. It, like there's just stuff like that. It's it, they make it pretty obvious, but even it's not obvious enough for me sometimes. So sometimes I'll be playing in an area for like 20 minutes, like God, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And then I just find it and feel stupid. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I'm really loving it. I'm really committed to the Kylo Ren stance. Stance. It's good. You gotta. You gotta. It's it's crazy stuff. And I like customizing Cal. I didn't think I would like customizing Cal. I've seen a lot of funny. Uh, like TikToks of people making him look like a dirt bag, and it's it's pretty like giving him like a thin mustache and like a mullet, and like it kind of <laughs> rocks that he looks like a piece of shit. Um, but it's also like they made such a big deal about him being um canon. Like he, like he has to look this way. Sure, he has to be this white guy we selected because he's canon to the story. So like you can't just make him look however you want, and now you can sort of make him look what like whatever white guy you want. And yes. that's like a little like okay, well, like who cares then? Like you could have just given him, uh, you know, an option to you know uh, have a skin color or something, but uh, or an alien or something. You know, it doesn't it doesn't actually matter, I guess. But uh, they've been using the guy a lot in promos and stuff, and I wouldn't be surprised if he made the jump to. To live action at some point. I I wish that there was a Star Wars game where the lights, because one of my least, as a as a connoisseur of violence, uh, <laughs> I I'm a little frustrated when you swing a light that lightsaber in Star Wars Jedi Survivor and you cut down a stormtrooper and it leaves like a glowing scar across their armor and I'm like, no, that dude should be in pieces. <laughs> like, and I wish that there was a Star Wars game that allowed the lightsaber the um, horrifying effectiveness that it should like when Obi Wan hits Darth Maul in Phantom Menace, he cuts him in half. Sure. And you decimate. So, like, you're you're taking out, like, you know, horse frog-looking monsters, and you're taking out stormtroopers, and all of them are just, like, got these, like, glowing slashes on them. And I'm like, no, they should be, like, like in a film cube or Resident Evil when you see somebody get sliced by lasers and they fall apart in little chunks. Yeah. But, you know, the the lightsaber, not to get into fake physics or whatever, or, or fake science, it's cauterizing that wound right away. So nothing's gooing out. No, no yeah, goo. But, 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 no goo. Still, unless you're just, like, barely cutting the guy. She just wants pieces. She I doesn't want need pieces. goo. You can get a piece. I'll get you a piece. I don't need blood. <laughs> I don't want blood with a, bl- a lightsaber, but I do want bodies to fall yeah. apart, ragdoll physics, in separate 
pieces. And if I manage a combo on them, head one way, arm the other way, torso the other way. I think that has to be, that will have to be an indie game that does not have the license and just sort of like, or a mod. I think that's what's where that's going to have to be because there's no way I could see, you know, Disney actually authorizing that. But uh, what I would say is... They're the assholes who created the weapon, Lucasfilm. Like I didn't invent the weapon. I'm look. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing yeah, with you. Nick, I'm saying she like, didn't invent the weapon. I'm not like, saying you invented the weapon. I like know I, you're a connoisseur of violence. I didn't <laughs> think you invented the weapon. Like if I, I'm not going to be like, hey, here's the we've invented the guillotine, and when we use it in this video game, it just bumps you in the head. I think there. I think someone did invent the guillotine, and I think that was his name. Oh, I think there was like a guy named like Guillaume or something Ron like that. Guillotine. The guillotine. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so the so what you were talking about. Even within the Star Wars, like, like canon, like the three trilogies, there is the theatrical canon. It's like they they vary that a lot. Like in, in, in A New Hope, he slices an arm off in the cantina. Hell yeah. And, and there's a pool of blood it's in. In, uh, in, you know, you talked about Phantom Menace. Like, yeah, he slices Darth Maul in half. There is a little blood spray that you see at the bottom of the frame. It's subtle, but it's there. But in Return of the Jedi, when he's on Jabba's barge, it, that thing's a fucking baseball bat. He's just swinging it around. He's hitting guys. He's yeah. hitting uh, Gamorrean guards, and they're it's just a like wiffle ball bat. Yeah, practically. they're just kind of falling over. Yeah. Like nothing is, no one is being dismembered. So they're kind of all over the place in terms of how PG they want to make shit. it. Given the context, I agree with you. Yeah. I think it should be an extremely she violent didn't implement. Didn't invent the weapon. I didn't invent it. <laughs> well, I didn't purchase it from Lucasfilm and then make more movies with it. Well, maybe you should have. Yeah. Do you ever think of that? Yeah. Why didn't? Yeah. You why did you do that? I'll just join anybody's side who says something. (laughs) (laughs) If you lightsaber a porg, it does explode. No one's ever done it before, but I just had a dream about it. it, Then it's true. It's like Freddy rules. Yeah. (laughs) Can you imagine how, I mean, we're so lucky that Elon Musk bought Twitter and not Star Wars. Jesus Christ. Or The Onion. Yeah. 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 All the things he was thinking about buying. Yeah. Oh, Elon. Star Wars. What a little idiot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm going to go real real quick because first off I never updated everyone that I did last we recorded the, the Resident Evil 4 episode a couple weeks ago oh, yes. I actually I finished Resident Evil 4 like that next weekend like immediately congratulations um, it's a uh, that it's, I, I thought it was I thought it was tremendous you know it is the thing and it, whatever there's a minor spoiler but it's fucking it's a it, the game's the game's so fucking old that I think it's fine it's not a minor spoiler it's an end game spoiler whatever I think it's fine um are you okay? <laughs> I had the same experience that when I rewatched Face Off of like, oh yeah, there's a fucking boat chase at the end. Yeah. This is the fucking end of this thing is a boat chase that's completely unrelated to everything else. How do we end up in a boat chase? Whatever. And it's like, I will say of of the stuff in the game. Yeah. It's like, that's like the least fun part. It, it really is. It, it's like, the same it, thing with Face Off. It's like, this is the least fun set piece of the movie and this is the end. You're yeah. like, I just took down this big thing and now I'm on a fucking boat? <laughs> this sucks. Uh, still, it's a it's a great game. 10 out of 10 yeah. masterpiece. Um, I, I've been, but the other thing I've been messing around with, because, you know, I mentioned back uh, a little bit way back, ways back in the podcast that I was looking for like kind of a game that's just sort of chill vibes just to like sort of come, like as I come down at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came back to Picross, which was a game I used to play back on the Nintendo DS and then it's just completely fallen out of my brain. Uh, but I was like, oh yeah, they get a bunch of Picrosses on the Switch. And it plays great on the Switch. Um, Picross S I'm playing, but I guess they're up to like Picross S9 now. Uh, they've they've got so many, they've reduced, released so many versions. And yeah, if you're not familiar with it, it's basically like it's it's you know, it's it's akin to a crossword or akin to like a Sudoku. It's just like a 
grid-based puzzle, uh, except that you are using numbers to construct an image. So it'll be like, oh, here's a, you know, here's a row and there's one, we see a one here. That means that one dot goes in that row. Uh, here's another, this next row says eight. So there's eight dots that go in this row and like however many squares there are, you fill them in. Um, and eventually that, uh, uh, puts together an image for you, you a little giraffe or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, but it's, uh, oh. it's very calming. It's very soothing. And it's uh, it's just like a thing that you could play for you play one puzzle and uh, or play a bunch of puzzles. So it's it's working great for me. Have you heard of Murder by Numbers? That's like a pit cross murder no. like, investigation game. My friend Brian Brown, who listens to the pod, he suggested it to me. Wow, what's up, Brian? Thanks for listening. Murder by Numbers? Yeah, it's I think it's pit cross as like uh, Phoenix Wright. I'm looking this up right now. Okay, here we go. Murder by Numbers is a 2002 American psychological thriller starring Sandra Bullock. That might be it. That might be it. But hey, right now, we're going to be talking about... I guess we're, this is a game slop. I guess that's the format we're having. It's slop. Let's call oh, it. There's slop. nothing redeemable. <laughs> this is a game slop of the Philips CDI Zelda games. Uh, Heather gave all the context for how the Philips CDI and these particular games came about. And so the games that we're going to be discussing are Link the Faces of Evil and Zelda the Wand of Gamelon. They pulled a, a Guns N' Roses Use Your Illusion here and released both games simultaneously on the same day. What a miscalculation. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, October 10th, 1993. In case you'd ever notice, like, a single difference. Like, you just forget what the king looks like if there was, like, a year apart. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, you know how you just stepped in dog shit? What if your other shoe also had dog shit on it? <laughs> the developer was Animation Magic, who I'm, I'm sure was was rushed and constrained. And then the other game is Zelda's Adventure, which was developed by a different studio called Viridus, and that was released on June 5th of 1994. These ga- So Z- the, the Faces of Evil and Wand of Gamelon are probably, mo- I mean, I think both all three of these games are most known for their really uh, uh, pretty wretched uh, but in hindsight, but at the time, technically impressive cutscenes. Um, and the first two, uh, Faces of Evil and Wand of Gamelon, had these animated scenes that were made by a Russian animation studio, uh, where Zelda's Adventure had live action FMV. We yeah, uh, we can blame literally like Perestroika for because uh, according to like the history of it, like the it was because of the opening of Russia mm. that like one of the friends of the developer was like, I can go over there really quick to St. Petersburg and just get like a animation company going, and they'll do all the animation for for cheap, and they'll do it real quick, and so that's why we ended up with this. Animation. I mean, it certainly looks cheap and quick. It's 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 one of those things where it looks kind of looks like it was like you know. Uh, like it was animated in MS Paint. It's like really, it, it's it's really clunky. Which um, is, I, I also want to say to the Soviet era animation studios in Russia, um, there there were incredible animated films in Soviet Russia oh, that sure. had yeah. almost been lost. Like Miyazaki talks a lot about being heavily influenced by one that was, I think, called the Ice Queen mm-hmm. or something like that, which until recently was impossible to find. And now I think you can find it on YouTube because that's, crazy (laughs) um but it it, like it seems like a good plan on the surface to be like oh we can just go in and start an animation studio and they'll be able to make it and instead what they animate is it's not just that it looks like it's ms paint 
It's that the characters also move to and from the camera constantly. <laughs> right. Like as they speak, they kind of close in on you and then they pull away and they close in. On- it's it's distur- it's unsettling. Uh-huh. It's not just weird. Yeah. It, it, but before we get into this, can we can Matt, can we play the Philips CDI startup sound? Because oh, yeah. this is this thing is another another little gem. Before I play this, can I just say in Soviet Russia, film animates you. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> What? <laughs> oh, yeah. Honestly, kind of good. It's fucking great. I love it. <laughs> lose the kind of. You have no idea what game you're about, like how bad the, the game you're about to play is. Yeah. When you hear that, you're like, oh, this is going to be great. Yeah. And then there's another one in here, it looks like, too. There, there's there, there's like three different versions, and I don't know if it was based off of BIOS updates or what, mm-hmm. but yeah, there are the, the, I think I think we get the sense from that okay. one. Okay. Do you guys want me to do that in the voice that I used for uh, Philips uh, in Europe? Yeah, please. Can you can you play it again, and I'll and I'll I'll do I'll do what I would have done. <laughs> Philips Interactive Media. Wow, would have been just like that. And just that's like on our that. show for free. <laughs> That sounds very like calming and soothing. I'm sure if you're just like a you know a Dutch consumer, but me uh, knowing the subtext of you being a connoisseur of violence, it's <laughs> really menacing. Did you? Was that when you were living in Amsterdam? Yeah, that you yeah. got that gig. They con- they contacted me, and I was the voice of some Philips flat screen TV. So like all the commercials would add with or end with my like little vocal tag. Yeah, I was that voice. Eating I, a I was that voice <laughs> eating like a mayonnaise hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> separately, mayonnaise and hot dog. Uh, I looked up the sales figures for the Philips CDI and com- in comparison to the 32x. And in October 1994, Philips claimed an installed base of one million units. However, in 1996, the Wall Street Journal reported that the total U.S. sales two years later had only been 400,000 units, and in the Netherlands, only six. 60,000 CDI players were were sold. Uh, Compare that to the install base of the 32X, which is 800,000. So the 32X, a garbage sales catastrophe for Sega, sold almost twice as much as the Philips CDI. That's... That's rough. And also an add-on for an existing console with its own install base. So yeah. it's like it's a little bit less disastrous than like we're trying to launch a new platform. Yeah. The 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 I guess we should talk about how these games play a little bit, which is the first two were were both like kind of 2D side scroller adventures, kind of based off of the way Adventures of Link plays. Um and then Zelda's Adventure is a uh, it is a top-down, like, you know, Zelda 1 slash Zelda Link to the Past, which I guess was out by now, although maybe the developers hadn't played it. Um, the the thing that I will say, like, I haven't played any of I haven't played any of these games, but having watched footage of them, the thing from Zelda's Adventure is, you know, when you like you're you're going a top down Zelda and you get to the end of a, a the edge of this particular <laughs> map screen and there's that very soothing sort of like pan moving to the new area. Here, there is a notable hitch every time you do that because it has to load the next like like the CD has to spin up and load the next area. So you get to the end and it's like you're waiting for it to pan over, but it just like like stalls for a second and then judders. So this thing that that's extremely pleasing when you're playing it, you know, the the mainline versions of it, it's just like this it becomes this 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 
uh, this this interruption of your game flow. I'm um, also pretty sure that uh, given how loud the 90s CD systems were, that when you would pass from one area to another, like one screen to another, you would hear. I also read that Zelda's adventure. Part of the problem was that it couldn't play music and sound effects at the same time. Oh, Wow. <laughs> That's wild. Because I watched some of it and it's just like Zelda walking around to just like backgrounds, but just like cr- like crickets or whatever, like Oof. or wind. Yeah, I don't know what what the what, what was what the capabilities were of the Philips CDI technically. I mean, I do know a lot of that the early uh, CD games use like Red Book Audio, which was basically just like the music would just be a track on the CD, mm-hmm. and you could take that game, the CD-ROM game, and put it into a CD player. And if you just skipped a track two and beyond, it was just the music tracks for the game. So you just have the kind of the soundtrack built into it. Uh, but I don't know if that effect that that may very well have affected. How I was able to play sound effects. Uh, while we're talking about it, Matt, can we maybe play? We can work backwards. Can we play a little bit of the Zelda's Adventure cutscenes? Oh. The live action one, uh, the budget was so low that they had to have the all the actors were people in the studio. Yes. <gasps> no. That that yes. felt like a common thing going back to the like nineties, because I just remember this from nineties PC C D ROM game of like clearly this was just one of the developers and they put a Halloween costume on them. Um and uh but like it's and that has its there are times when that has its charms, but like it does not work in this context. So the thing There'll I like no more viewing tonight. is the box within this this because like the the this resolution of the videos was so low like that I like aesthetically that they have to have smaller box within the TV frame. This looks a lot like the uh, footage from Return to Zork. Hmm. Sure. Ooh. Yeah. There were a lot. Yeah. One hundred percent. Or even missed. Honestly. Uh, the scroll of Shamak, bearer of sad news, these many years ago. We're seeing a, a live-action man. And so it was that Ganon, Lord of Darkness, had taken over totally. Hold up a, a, a scroll, which only has two sen- three sentences in it, and it's taking him this long to read those three sentences. <laughs> and he's not reading it. He's just talking about what's on it, and he yeah. has kind of like a mop on his head. We've got a shot of a crystal. He's waving his hand over it. Yeah. And then here's Zelda, and this is like a series of still images that are strung together in a montage. I think that was because they had to use all this voiceover, and so they had to they had to break it into stills in order to fill mm-hmm. out the length of time that it took for the voiceover. Right, production-wise, they didn't like have the voiceover when by the time when they shot this, so yeah. they have like three seconds of footage, and they needed to cover. 15 seconds of speaking. That makes sense. There's got to be another way to do that. Yeah. I mean, sure. (laughs) It looks like... It looks like a church made this. Yes. It's like so like the the Christian kids could have right. Zelda too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's so like but this is the thing and Congratulations Zelda. You have prevailed. Hurry now. You must travel to a place and festival. Rumor tells it is found great forest to the north. I can't so tell if he's old or if there's like, if he's wearing makeup. I think he's got makeup and I think he's got a, he clearly has a wig and a fake beard on. So the thing is like so many of these are basically just bookending uh, quests. They're yeah. either like, here's you finish this, now go do this uh, and so on. But it's the kind of thing of like they they had so much they had so little, you know, disk space that they have to be very careful about like keeping the runtime of all of these um, these videos so short. 
but they, they they're not cinematically interesting. They're almost <laughs> all like because there is a thing of it's just like okay, we've got we've got 15 seconds of video we got to do here. Let's maybe shoot something cool and dynamic. But instead, it's just like one locked off shot of just a of just a dude in a wizard robe talking to camera. He's also framed almost dead center of the frame. Yeah, like he's not shot correctly. Where he's like. You know, it's not a close-up. It's not a wide. It's shot like you put a cell phone on a table and we're like, that's good enough without lining up your shot and then just went and stood in front of your cell phone. Like, it's yeah. bonkers. It's like week one of the pandemic when, like, the news anchor had to do their own setup from home mm-hmm. and they, like, didn't know how to to put it, where to put a camera. <laughs> it, it, it really, like, it really looks like... That, that that I don't know. It, does it look shitty enough where it becomes charming again? No. I don't think so. No. <laughs> no. This is the one where I I was watching the other ones and then I just like I'll watch the third one and it it like I was like oh god and also if you watch the gameplay like it's awful like it it looks so clumsy and jittery and weird. Yeah, the other games have some defenders among among you know Twitch streamers who have rejected themselves to these games or, or YouTube creators who've who've played these games. Who would ever do something content? like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a dumb idea for a show. Uh, they 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 like they're those first two games have some defenders. This one basically has no one saying it's worth playing. It uh, to to go back to that cutscene for a second. It's it's like they also only did one take. And nobody gave him the note, like, maybe emphasize some of the words. Like, he's, yes. he's like, he's like, oh, congratulations, Zelda, you came back from this. Now you have to go on another quest, go for it. You can do it with use the power of the crystal. And that's it. To be fair, that's what our podcast sounds like. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think I think no one I think it's just a thing of they they had this development team there's like hey and they as part of their you know their direction from the publisher they were like uh, from Phillips they were like and we want live action cutscenes to take advantage of the CD technology and everyone looked around was like I, I don't know okay we'll figure it out you know, my let, cousin has a camera you know let me do it <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> it's it's just so interesting cuz like obviously like at this point, how many Zelda games are out? There's like three, like three of like the Nintendo. Yeah, ones? let's see. There yeah. would have been Zelda one, Zelda, Zelda one and two, and Link's Awakening, and then maybe I forget when Link to the Past came out. So there's like four, but like there's like enough there to like define like the style. Obviously, the second one is a departure from the first one in that it's like a side-scrolling game, mm-hmm. right? It's so crazy to me how they could even see like have an example to go off of and be like, we're just going to fuck this up so bad. <laughs> like, we're even going to do the side-scrolling one, but, like, worse. It does remind me, it has heavy, like, Star Wars holiday special vibes. Mm-hmm. Brady Bunch variety hour vibes. Like, <laughs> things are like, you know what this is. And they're like, no, we yeah. don't. And you're like, well, you, but you do. And they're like, it'll be fine. Like, <laughs> this will be disowned. It's such a, yeah, it's such a <laughs> odd miscalculation. Obviously something Nintendo would never do now. They were, I mean, even just with this like Mario movie, they were so like hands-on with like, and protective of what it actually was. So it's just interesting that I guess in its, not even in, in its infancy, it'd been a company for like 50 years probably by that point. But like, it's, it's odd that they're like, this is what you're going to do. This was, uh, yes, yeah. this was before companies and Nintendo in particular would be hyper protective of their yeah. IP. And and the idea of them, it's it's such a, a wild thing to think about happening today, the context that Heather gave us of them just being like, 
Phillips being like, well, we need to get something out of this. Like, okay, make your own Mario game. Make your own <laughs> Zelda's game. Go, Zelda games. Go nuts. Like, we don't care. It'd be funny to learn that, like, they were like, well, they're going to fuck this up. Just let them do it. Like, yes. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be better than ours. Yeah, nobody's going to play this. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to worry. Yeah. Uh, I found a I found a quote from, this is from Destructoid. Uh, I'll just read this passage. The Legend of Zelda, speaking of Nintendo's take on this. The Legend of Zelda is regarded as one of the best franchises in gaming, but there are some black sheep in the family. Specifically, the Philips CDI titles are held as embarrassing black eyes in the franchise as they are ridiculously terrible. In fact, some people find it easier to disassociate Zelda from the CDI installments together. One such altogether. One such person is Legend of Zelda director A.G. Alnuma. Speaking with MTV Multiplayer, Alnuma did his best to distance Nintendo and Zelda from the, these titles. He remarked that Nintendo doesn't consider the CDI projects to be part of the Zelda canon and that, quote, they don't really fit in. Which, coming, I feel like, from a, like, a, a coming from a, from someone in Japan, I feel like that's the equivalent of, like, uh, you know, James Elroy saying that, like, you know, the adaptation of my novel is like complete shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah 100%. they don't really fit in. It feels like so, so harsh. Um, oh, wait, I have a quote, too. Yeah, and this is from the guy that made these games. Oh. Did you find this interview? No. Dale DeSharon, he was the developer. Um, and it's at the end of this interview that he did with Nintendo Life about the games. I can understand that people were disappointed. I guess they made comments about animation, but also in terms of gameplay and design. Given the amount of time we had and what we were creating in terms of company infrastructure, I thought we did a good job. You know, we weren't Nintendo. And Nintendo makes fantastic games, which are exceptionally well-tuned in terms of gameplay. They have amazing game designers. I would imagine that anything was going to fall short of that in terms of the amount of time and energy Nintendo puts into gameplay. At the same time, Philips is expecting uh, graphics and production values in terms of music, visual, and animation. So there's a lot of push there. And you put effort in that. It doesn't go elsewhere. I felt like, given the circumstances... Developing two at once on a platform that was pretty limited. We did a good job. <laughs> it could have been better, of course. It wasn't Nintendo. That was the, his Boy, final this quote on guy. <laughs> I that 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 my heart breaks for him, but I understand it because that's like every developer who's made a bad game. You know, I've I've worked I worked on some bad games, and it's always like the expectations are so high, our budget is so constrained, yeah. our timeline is so tight that there's only so much we can do. And so you they probably lean on this like what is the front facing stuff? What is the 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 stuff that people are going to pay attention to? And that was uh, the bells and whistles. Yeah, the cutscenes. Um, let's watch some but, of the the the, the, the anime. Do it. <laughs> Give me a shot. Put, let, just put me in the dead center of the frame. <laughs> it's so funny in that quote that he was like, yeah, I guess people didn't like the animation. And he also said that the gameplay was bad, that it looked ugly, that it sounded like shit, that it played bad. Yeah. yeah. I think we did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, can we can we uh, Mac? Oh, can we play God. some from one of these games? Yeah. This is, oh, so this is from the Faces of Evil. Yeah, here we go. Gee, it sure is boring around here. <laughs> My boy, <laughs> this piece is what all true warriors strive for. I just wonder what Ganon's up to. This looks oh, like if someone tried to make Ganon heavy metal in Mario. <laughs> How can we help? It is written, only Link can defeat Ganon. Great, I'll grab my stuff. There is no time. Your sword is enough. How about a kiss for luck? You've got to be kidding. It's funny because like, also the way they've written Link as a character has no connection to anything that's established. No, they invented this. Yeah. 
Like he's horny and he's also very hungry. That's yeah. another thing. He just has a big appetite. It's also like it's like the Mario and Luigi from Hotel Mario. Mm. It's like Oh, I love this guy. This is one of the merchants, this guy, yeah. uh Boil rope bombs? You want it? It's yours, my friend, as long as you have enough rubies. Do you, do you see what I mean about Sorry, them just Link. coming in and away credit. from the camera <laughs> yeah, constantly? 100%. It's so horrible. It's like, stop looking at me. And the camera isn't moving. They're just like, they're just approaching it and interacting with it like they're, you know, Ernest talking to Vern. It's also like the thing, the way the merchant talks, it's the same as in Hotel Mario. Where it's like all these games assume you don't know how a game works. You've never played a game. He's letting you know you can buy things, but you need money. Like, (laughs) can can we talk about that real quick? And that that brings me back to Zelda's adventure, because I watched a lot of the the gameplay of this and the person doing the playthrough had the tutorial and the tutorial is the most granular tutorial I've ever seen. It's like the idea of like, like, I guess I guess they probably were like assuming, okay, someone bought this as a piece of consumer electronics and has never played a video game before. So it'll be like, like move your cursor over to the play game button and press button one to begin your game. Now you can select either new game or go back. If you select new game, then you can enter your name. If you select go back, you'll return to the previous scene. Like every single thing is broken down. But also the game has... Like, in order to interact with characters, you have to swing your sword at them, which is such a bizarre, like... So unintuitive. Like, you, every time you're about to go into a cutscene, the last thing you see on the gameplay screen is Link trying to murder that person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you also have to squat to open your inventory, which yeah. looks really stupid. Yeah. You have to squat to open inventory, and the CDI controller was notoriously difficult to use. Like, it was not the clicky, responsive, Nintendo-patented D-pad stuff. It was, like, a little bit loose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was even because there was a remote, right? But then there also were controllers? I think so, too. Yeah, I think so. And I think, yes, they were infrared, I was reading. Mm. I didn't remember that, but I guess they, they were or something. But they were, yeah, they were, they didn't respond very well. Um, I think there's a reason we never could get very far in that game. But uh, yeah, you have to squat. And then in the tutorial, which I watched last night, he goes, and then you can even duck walk. (laughs) And then he like walks around and he's like, you can buy things from merchants. And then you watch that clip of the merchant in the tutorial who explains it's yours. Bombs. blah blah. blah. And then you just see that like the second cutscene you see. And then at the end of the tutorial, it says, Help me now. Let's go find Zelda because Zelda gets kidnapped like halfway through the game, but she's just in that first scene in the palace. Yeah, <laughs> and I also read the I read the <laughs> there is the um the manual like the game manual online, and in the manual it says you need to you need to save like Zelda. It's like that's not how the game starts. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like they were like okay, we have to make Zelda a Zelda game from memory and we barely remember it. <laughs> we like heard about it one time, maybe. Yeah. It's like this, the play Mr. Burns. Do you guys know about that play? It's about people after the apocalypse who have just been describing the, um, the sideshow Bob, uh, Cape Fear, Mr. Burns, up like a episode to each other and around a fire and it eventually becomes like a religion. 
this this is my favorite scene in uh, the movie Reign of Fire also Mm. touches on a post-apocalyptic reenactment of our modern pop culture. And they do Star Wars as a play with a kid who has a white bucket on his head and another kid who has a black bucket on his head. Reign of Fire is so good. It's so fucking good. Nobody appreciates that. It's like super ripped Christian Bale. Matthew McConaughey. I'm listening. Or pre McConaissance, just being <laughs> awesome. Cool dragons. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love it. It's fucking great. Uh, so in Link, the Faces of Evil, you play Link and Zelda, the Wand of Gamelon. You actually control Zelda. And the same thing with Zelda's Adventure. Those are, I guess, the only two Zelda games where Zelda is the the player character. I mean, it's a thing Nintendo has never actually done. Good. Look what happens <laughs> when, it, when it finally they let her do it. Yeah. <laughs> Keep her out of yeah, it. Yeah, no thanks. It's also like this is this is the thing of of it's the weird thing of when you're when you're doing something that's completely invented and like fantasy or sci-fi, I feel like so much of it is just something just looking or sounding cool. And it's little things like for like they've changed rupees to rubies, mm-hmm. which like I like I don't know why rubies is so much less cool as a currency than rupees, yeah. but it just is. It's because it's real. Like yeah. it's like it's just like they're a real thing. So it's like oh they're not going to understand what a rupee is. Did but you, a rupee is a real thing too. Yeah. Did you guys read the interviews with the voices? No. Both the both the Zelda and Link interviewed recently. Oh wow, that's awesome to talk about the experience. And Zelda said that she like improvised most of it which is crazy (laughs) (laughs) yeah once i found the voice i was only given direction regarding reaction to the situation like like both of them well so jeffrey rath who was link more openly is like i had a script but i basically recorded everything very very quickly and i only did two takes of everything and i didn't know what Zelda was or Link. <laughs> I only need one take. Because <laughs> there's a scene in at the top of uh, Wand of Gamelon where he's like, I'm so hungry I could eat an Octorok. Yeah. And he's like, they let me ask what that was. <laughs> but that was it. Um, but yeah, and she said it was, yeah, like mostly improv, that she did a lot of just making stuff up. Oh, and her husband was Gwonum, who I think is the the woman who played Zelda. Her husband, I think, was the wizard who's like, only Link can defeat Ganon. Um, so that's kind of fun. So yeah, just some weird theater actors that got like caught in it. What a weird time in in when when there just the idea like the novelty of having voiceover or video or or an at fully animated sequence. It, like that was considered to be enough. Like it didn't have to be good. It just had to be yeah. in there. I want to I want to say though to like. To extend the idea of this IP not being extremely well protected, right? There are things in our world which we wouldn't necessarily think, oh, in 50 years, this is going to be such a pillar of pop culture that we need to safeguard it now. Like, sure. Like, if there was a Flappy Bird sequel that was like fucking astonishing, uh-huh. then we might be like, holy shit, Flappy Bird. And then like 20 years later, 30 years later, there'd be a full CGI DreamWorks Flappy Bird movie. But right now, the Flappy Bird person might be like, yeah, you can develop again. Like, it's fine. Like, I, I understand. Crazy We're Frog. We're all doing our best. Yeah, Crazy Frog. What if in a, one day Crazy Frog is like very, very important to us <laughs> what if <laughs> that's all i got 
Was cra- what, which one was Crazy Frog? He's like, he's a ringtone. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the one that's a ringtone. Yeah, ringtone, as opposed to the guy, the frog on the unicycle. That was a different thing. No, that's a different thing. Yeah, yeah it's a different guy. Wait, that's uh, Mich- Dat Boy. Dat Boy, okay. Here's what I remember about <laughs> Dat that? Boy. What I remember about Dat Boy uh, is that they, Dat Boy kind of, a, who's the, the NPC from, um, from uh, uh, the new the Star Wars Jedi game? Turgle? Turgle. Turgle? Yeah. He's very Turgle esque. He's kind of got a Turgle body proportion. He's giving Turgle. <laughs> but put Turgle in the Dat Boy, oh, Dat Boy meme. That feels like a fun use of it. Dat, Dat Boy's a meme? Yeah, he was just here, here come Dat Boy. And oh. it was the, the frog on the unicycle. But the one I remember is that there was there were some libertarians at the time uh, who were on the, who were like so, doing social media for the campaign of Gary Johnson, uh, the libertarian candidate in like 20. What the fuck? Which election was that? 2012, 2016? That was, yeah, 2016. And they they made a meme that was here come dat Gary. And it was Gary Johnson <laughs> on the unicycle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, no. That's a perfect meme. <laughs> and see, he didn't win. He didn't win. No, Oh man. Are you sure that wasn't Brad and Nick? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he his response to Here Come Dat Boy is, oh shit, what up? Oh shit, what up? That's of course, oh shit, what up? Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah. I, I like it. I think I it's great. I didn't know about it and I love it. Great meme. Yeah. But that's not Crazy Frog. No. I mean, it's it, normal. So, yeah. so that was a 2015 meme, which means that mm, Elon, will, Elon will be tweeting about it in two more years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll catch up. But I, I get I get what you're saying, Heather. It's just, it's just like this this IP at the time was it, it was also like a very different time for games. Like games are still viewed as like toys. Yeah. Like these are things for kids. So yeah. it's like a Viewmaster IP. Sure. Like you'd be like, I don't know. Sure, you want to make something based. You want you want to make your own Viewmaster shit. Go ahead. Viewmaster it was a uh, like a 1950s uh, product for children that allowed you to view still images in 3D. Stereoscopic, scopic photography. There it is. Oh, I had one of these. Yeah, they're cool. I I stayed at an Airbnb once that had uh, a huge collection of Viewmasters. That's cool. And I was like, what a what a thing to get into. And they were all like, you know, it's not just 3D photography. It's it's also time traveling because it's like 1950s 3D photography. So it was like, here is me and the family at Disneyland. And there's like no crowd. Uh-huh. And uh, all of the mascot characters are terrifying. Like they're like made of like real hair. <laughs> it's really, really great. I stayed at an Airbnb in Vancouver that had a bookshelf that was just a, like a wall of Sonic the Hedgehog manga. <laughs> <laughs> Did they know I was coming? What happened? That's like Fight Club, and you find out later it's your apartment. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I stayed at an Airbnb once, and there was a freaking barbarian in the basement. Oh no! Oh, that's a thing. Yeah, that's a whole okay. thing. I got barbarian. Yeah, well, boy. okay. Well, you're still with us, so. Well, yeah, I got out. It was me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that uh, we should have tried to track down. I, I I was pricing on a CDIs on eBay, and I was like, I don't want. I don't know about. I played it, guys. Yeah, it. You don't jump high enough to get anywhere. You watch the (laughs) gameplay, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to play. It it looks taxing to watch. Yeah. And uh, as a person who loves these old niche systems, like, 
it is not on my list of gets. Like, I do not want a CDI. Yeah. 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 And, and like, how could you even like, you can you probably can't even plug it into anything like to your TV. There's no way it'd be it'd be futile. No, you can plug it into a Sony PVM if you have you know like a retro retro CRT and a and an RGB converter. What do you? What's that oh, face? I can. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have that. <laughs> oh man. So uh, I guess this would be the point in an old version of the show where we would review the game as a certain number of points out of a certain number of points, and I do think that for the you know, for the feeling of it, we should we should touch on what we would rank this game, and I do think that for the first two animated games. I would give them a one. Mm-hmm. I would give them a one because I'd be like, you tried. But for this, the live action CGI one or the live action footage one, I'd be like, this is zero. <laughs> yeah. You can bring your friends over and show them the animated one. And yeah. They're right, like, sure. oh, this is awesome. Yeah. But there's, there's, you can't show yeah. that other game to anyone. No. no. Yeah. If, you're, least- if your parents bought you that too... And they spent like $80 on it. And they oh. walked in and you were playing it. They would like burst into tears. Where did that money go? <laughs> they'd, they'd probably yeah. also shout, where did you get this pornography? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking about that because my dad wa- it was very, very cheap when I was a kid. Very thrifty. Very responsible with money um, is how I think of it as an adult. And he would like, like he he enabled my video game habit, the the very expensive habit of playing video games, but with restrictions of like, like could play PC games because we already had a computer and I got one system at a time. So like, you know, I had a Super Nintendo and I really wanted TurboGrafx-16. He was like, no, you got the Super Nintendo, you don't get another system. And I remember playing this game. I played one of the Philips CDI Zelda games uh, one of the 2D ones in, at a at Fedco, which is a now defunct big box store, uh, club store. And I was playing one on a kiosk. And I remember like really wanting it because I was like, oh, it's a Zelda game. And it's like a side scroller and it's on CD and it's a new system or whatever. And how, with how expensive this is and how cheap my dad was, if he'd bought this for me and I played it for like 20 minutes and was like, this sucks. He would have been so mad and so justifiably so. Um, Not to derail the show. Yeah. I got a text from our pal Zig yeah. that I have to read right now. Okay, great. All right. Just met David Hader on the picket line. Holy shit. More like Solidarity Snake. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. Is he the actor? He's the voice of Solid Snake. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, that fucking He's also a writer. Yeah. Accomplished screenwriter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, is he, does, does Zig just bounce a, a tweet drafts off of you? What's the dynamic I think so. here? I, you know what? He does. <laughs> I'll see it in my group chat and then I'll see it on Twitter and I'll be like, he tested it with us. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. He's not the only one who does that. You you texted us the full draft of your Don Draper tweet. I did do this which, yesterday. Which is also one of the best and most classic tweets I've ever seen. Wow, thank excellent you. Excellent work. Excellent work. Thank you, thank you. Uh, it's this tweet. It's uh, about the fucking commercial we saw. And it's oh, yeah, just yeah. Don Draper pitching it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I was like, it's so bleak and it's like such like a like, you could just like hear him saying, I'll read the yeah. tweet. Uh, Life is nothing but disappointments. When you're a kid, you can't wait to grow up, only to learn that adult life is nothing but pain. <laughs> you work hard. You have nice things. You have no one to share it with. You've, neglect- you've neglected your personal life. But who's always been there? Nintendo. 
fucking flawless. Oh, it's so good. Flawless victory. Oh. But I didn't write that. It actually came to me in a fugue state. What? Uh, just because I don't want to. I'm not a scab. I Wait, didn't write it. Is oh, yeah, eating yeah. scabbing? No. No. Okay. You didn't great. do it for a struck company. No, is fine. No. A serious struck? No. no. Twitter no. struck. No. Yeah. Jesus Christ. No. It better not be. Um, you... Fuck. I'll do... tear his face down right now. <laughs> oh. Yes, we have to grade it. I also forgot to bring up that YouTube video I texted you about last Oh, we night. should tell we should do that right now. Speaking yeah. of of the way that that link has been characterized in media, Matt, I sent you that link. Cuz also I was thinking when Heather was well, I'm sorry, when Link visited us earlier that he doesn't talk anymore and maybe there's like a reason. <laughs> and it's this game and maybe this video. Yeah, they they took some big liberties with Link's personality uh back in the day. Oh, this is from uh, uh, this show has been featured on our podcast before. Oh, this really? is Captain N, the Game Master. No, I think this was a separate Legend oh, of Zelda cartoon. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Never mind. I think so. Holy shit. Hey, excuse me, princess. Excuse me, princess. Well, excuse me, princess. Also, just Steve Martin's bit. I was going to say, like, yeah, I mean, he was like the most famous man on Earth yeah. for a while. Excuse me. Excuse me, princess. Excuse me, princess. Excuse me, princess. Well, excuse me, princess. This video is like a third excuse over. Me, yeah. <laughs> it's so long. And I think it was only a one season show. Yeah. So he's saying it like three times an episode. Excuse me, princess. <laughs> Well, excuse me again, Prince. Oh, he, he threw it in again. Excuse me, Prince. <laughs> hey, excuse me. He's back me, at it. Prince. <laughs> oh, just get moving. She can't take it anymore. Excuse me. Prince. This is, uh, I think we get the idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is like, excuse this is a, a, a mostly mute character. So I think by default, this is his most famous catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Like, they took away Mario and Link's voices just immediately. Like, they don't talk. No, yeah. They say almost nothing. They just grunt and whimper. Yeah. I would hope that if Link does speak again, he says it. <laughs> uh, that would be a fun, like, little Easter egg. They got it. Depending on the context. I, I really wonder what they're going to do because it's, uh, like, I kind of hope they just, like... If they do make, if they do adapt Legend of Zelda, and I'm pretty sure they're going to at some point because it's you know it's their 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 biggest IP. I hope they, as much as I like Illumination, I hope the, the Illumination doesn't go near it, and I hope they give it to like Mappa Miyazaki. or something. Yeah, Miyazaki. Give, yeah, oh, give yeah. it give it to like a give it to like an anime studio and just like let them go nuts and and just live in the beauty of it. Yeah, um, and make Silent. it because the tone is completely different. I agree. Yeah. I I would watch a fully silent, like silent protagonist adventure film. Featuring Link in like a full, like a full yeah. Studio Ghibli style, like epic. Yeah, would be incredible. Yeah, like, give it to like UFO. Ta- uh, uh, I think it's Table. UFO Table. UFO Table. Give it to the the uh, the Demon Slayer Studio. Yeah, would be fucking sick. Yep. Um. Anyway, uh, any other thoughts on this? I guess any. I, I mean, I give I give all these games heroes. I think. I mean, it's it's extremely <laughs> funny that they exist. I wish I'd had I'd actually played them. I do kind of want to play them at some point, and maybe I'll go back to trying to get the, a Philips CDI emulator working as I did when. We covered Hotel Mario, uh, but uh, but I, I just didn't have the energy. For we it all downloaded time. so much dangerous yeah. stuff <laughs> yeah. to our computers trying to play Hotel Mario. I was like, what am I doing? So like, yeah, no, like what I, I'll give these a zero too, just because I don't 
There's nothing there. There's not. It, it, I guess I could give the animated ones like yeah, like Heather saying a one because at least those are like funny. Like yeah. they're like kind of funny. <laughs> they at least have something happening. Yeah. yeah. Like there's visual information happening on the screen. No, that's a good point. Yeah, but the the live action one is woof. the live action one looks like they're making up making it up in front of you right now. Yeah. <laughs> they're like you can really see like them packaging. That yeah. CD and be like, what have we done? <laughs> Mad world playing. <laughs> There's also an aesthetic in the live action one that has now been co-opted by TikTok people to only convey horror. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like when you see that like granulated, like choppy, low frame animation live action stuff, it almost exclusively means something bad is about to happen. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I had this this game as a kid this uh pc rpg as a kid betrayal at Crondor, and it didn't have full motion video but it had like digitized images uh that it used for like the character models and for the uh the 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 you know the portraits and so it it was like the cost the wardrobe was like on a similar level like it like it was kind of shitty it was kind of budget but it all it all was like kind of charming um I, you know i could like i felt like it was fake as a kid but like you know i was like oh it kind of has its it's this sort of charming look to it and this at these this these games have absolutely none of that i'm not quite sure what the distinction is maybe it's cuz it's connected to a to to another to a better known ip i don't know maybe it was me <laughs> No, you did great. You did so good. You did amazing. Uh, All right. Shall we do a segment? Let's do a segment. It's time for a little VO theater. Wow. Uh, I've prepared a uh, a scene from, um, from The Legend of Zelda, The Wand of Gamelon. It's actually the first scene in the... In the in the cutscenes, there there's not a there's the thing about pulling text from these. Yeah, there's not a lot to any of it. <laughs> Thank you. So it's going to seem a little short, maybe. All right, but, we, got, we got some paper scripts here. How do you want to cast this out? Uh, Nick, why don't you read for the king? Heather, why don't you read uh, Zelda? Or no, uh, Heather, why don't you read Link? Actually, okay. Uh, okay. And Eva, why don't you read Zelda? And I'll be Impa. All right, great. Okay. <clears throat> All right, great. So this is King Regal. Uh, I'm thinking chest voice. All right, here we go. Zelda, Duke Onkled is under attack by the evil forces of Ganon. I'm going to Gamelon to aid him. But father, what if something happens to you? I'll take the Triforce of Courage to protect me. If you don't hear from me in a month, send Link. Impa! Don't worry, Zelda. The Triforce of Wisdom promises the king will return safely. Enough! My ship sails in the morning. I wonder what's for dinner. Oh, boy! I'm so hungry I could eat an Octorok! (laughs) One month later. One month later. (laughs) (laughs) A whole month gone and still no word. I'm certain he's all right. Yeah, that old Ganon's no match for the king. Link, go to Gamelon and find my father. Great! I can't wait to bomb some Dodongos! (laughs) Later still. (laughs) Wake up, Impa. We're going to Gamelon. All right, dear. I'll get the Triforce of Wisdom. And that's the scene. Great. <laughs> Man, that's it, how wow. this game opens. So much tension. <laughs> it wasn't until I tried to do Link's voice using my Link's voice, but with words, that I realized that ha, 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 is Ash Ketchum. 
Oh, oh sure. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's me, Ash Ketchum. <laughs> it's like the same register. But that's how you find voices. You know, you use one voice to get into the next one sometimes. Mm, that's just point. how it works. Um, and, you know, as an accomplished voice actor, I can say that with authority. <laughs> um, let me just play the um, the real clip. Yeah, let's hear how it was supposed it. to go. Zelda, Duke Onklet is under attack by the evil forces of Ganon. <laughs> I'm going to Gamelon to aid him. But father, what if something happens to you? I'll take the Triforce of Courage to protect me. <laughs> if you don't hear from me in a month, send Link. Ampa? Don't worry, Zelda. The Triforce of Wisdom promises the king will safely return. Enough. My ship sails in the morning. That Triforce of Wisdom thing kind of looks cool. Oh, yeah. The perspective so shifting as the Triforce is spinning. So yeah, this has some some redeeming value. A whole month gone, and still no word. I'm certain he's all right. Yeah, that old Ganon's no match for the king. <laughs> Go to Gamelon and find my father. Great! I can't wait to bomb some Dodongos! God, he's so stupid. Yeah. And it's just like bad storytelling. Why are you We're telling the part where he goes missing for a month? Oh, yeah. Dear. I'll get the Triforce of Wisdom. Like, start here. Yeah, I, you could start after the point he's been missing. If you happen to be a, a listener who who hasn't seen footage of this game, just watch that scene. <laughs> yeah. Everybody can't stop moving. Yeah. Even if you're like just declaring something, your hand is like touching your head while your other hand like cradles your stomach and your eyes yeah. roll independently of one another. Yeah. It's like watching bath salts. <laughs> uh, animation is so time consuming. Like like even today with, you know, all the 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 uh the 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 new technology like that's the, the, the technological advancements in in computer animation that can assist traditional animation it's it's so so time consuming and tedious it's like the longest uh, workflow of anything and l just just looking at this structurally like the first scene which must have been laborious to animate in 1992 or 1993 whenever they were doing this. This all could have been like scrolling text just explaining that the king had disappeared. Yes. And that, you know, like a month has gone by since he left to get the Triforce of Courage and the, we could save so much human labor. The emperor speaks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or is it Palpatine? What did they actually say? Palpatine a a voice. Uh, the dead speak. The, yeah, the dead <laughs> speak. You're saying, so, you're thinking of somehow Palpatine survived. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the dead speak. Man, it sucks that we all know. <laughs> that we just all knew that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you're right. It could have been scrolling text, and then you could have cut to a much better, like, animated thing where it's like, Zelda's like, where's the king? And Link's mm -hmm. like, you want me to go find him? And Zelda's like, I guess you can. Should I go with you? And he's like, no, you stay here and stay safe. But, like, and, yeah, it's matinate. And then, and also they animated a boat. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Which doesn't appear in the game. And then the words one month later explode into dust and then fly <laughs> away, which is also like a lot of work. Looks kind of cool. And it's in one month later, still not contemporary time. I, and it's yes. later still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
You wonder if any if, if like they they fought this at all or were like suggesting anything internally and Phillips was just like, no, we need the king asking what's for dinner. Like that has to be in there. <laughs> well, knowing that Phillips is a Dutch company, it would have been, no, we need to the, the king needs to ask what is for dinner. <laughs> I think they worked backwards from I can't wait to eat. I'm so hungry I can eat an octorok. Yeah. <laughs> Knew that line's a fucking Cadillac. Yeah. So how do we get to rebuild it? <laughs> Um, that was fun, Matt. Thanks for putting that together. That was hey, great. Hey, that's this week's Get Played. Links to our social media in the episode description, including our Discord server if you want to join our little Fortnite grouping. And our engineering is by Alex Gonzalez, Dead Air Alex G on Twitter and Instagram. Also, check out Get Animated, our other show, which is behind the paywall. Heather, we're covering Star Wars Visions yeah. this week. Star Wars Visions seasons one and two will be covered in our Get Animated podcast. And after that, we're on to either a new series, a new movie. You'll have to tune in to find out. So check that out. Uh, it's on patreon.com slash get played. You get new episodes day and date. Or if you're on Stitcher Premium, they're available a month later. Eva Anderson has been our guest. What a delight to have you in studio. I can't believe this is like this feels so wild to have all, all like the three yeah. of us plus a guest all in studio with Alex. It's just like I, I don't know. It's I don't I feel like kind of crazy that this is that yeah, this thing that, that used to be normal is now like a like a unique experience. It's the first time it's happened in like three oh, years. Wild. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, 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 it has not happened. Well, so. I feel extremely privileged to be here, guys. Thanks for having what me. What a gift for us. Thank you. Treating me. Thank yeah. you. Uh, Eva, do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, I want to plug the Entertainment Community Fund. You can donate to it. Um, it's for people who are going to, crew members who are going to lose their jobs because of the WGA strike. Uh, they can take out grants and, um, and yeah, donate to the Entertainment Community Fund. Entertainmentcommunity.org. Yes. It's a great organization. I'll put it in the I'll put the link in the show notes too, Thanks, so it'll Matt. be there for you. Well, there you go. Yeah. Because the studios and the conglomerates are fucking us all. Yes. Yeah, it's true. They're the worst. But you know what? We're showing our power. We're withholding our labor. We're out on the picket lines. And we're letting the studios know that you got played. Oh shit. <laughs> 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 